What's up, Wolfpack? I'm Shane, and I'm your host on this little thing that we call the Good Wolf Song. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to be the first person to thank you for tuning in and to welcome you to the show. It's great to have you, and if this is not your first time listening to the podcast, then you know that you are always, always appreciated. I want to thank you, and I want to welcome you back Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you for being loyal. Thank you for continuing to listen. And hopefully you are sharing this podcast with someone else and bringing more listeners in and sharing that value that you're receiving from this show. Now, whether this is your first time listening or not, I want to encourage you, if you're not already doing it, follow us on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, the two places where we are the most active, we are at Feed the Good Wolf Outfitters. And on Twitter, we are at FTGW underscore Outfitters. Following us on those social media platforms is going to give you the opportunity to continue the discussions that we have here if you have anything to add. Um, It's also going to give you a little bit of bonus content that you're not getting from the podcast. Uh, There's going to be additional things there. And Facebook and Instagram are sometimes going to have exclusive content one to the other. So make sure you're following on both. If you're on both platforms, Twitter is the same way. So... Whether you're on social media or not, I want to encourage you to do something. Now, we don't run ads on the podcast because I hate podcast ads. They're extremely annoying, and who really wants to hear about a mattress or a shave club or some kind of subscription box that you're going to want like one time, and then you're going to forget to to cancel it, and then it's going to be a recurring thing, and it's, it's just a nightmare. Nobody wants that. No one wants to hear about it on a podcast. So we don't run ads on this podcast, but I do ask that you do this. If you're on social media, I ask that you take a screenshot of this podcast on whatever device you're listening, and I ask that you share it on your social media. Maybe a specific point of the podcast that you really like. Maybe not. Maybe it's just of the podcast, and you share that to help get the word out. That's what we're looking to do. We're, we're looking to grow this, and we're looking to get the word out and make the Good Wolf song more popular so we can help more people so that we can then in turn complete our underlying mission, which if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to episodes one and two. It's going to make that very clear, and it's going to give you pride in taking part in the mission that we are uh, undergoing. Anyone and everyone can get on board with what we're doing, and quite frankly, it's the greatest mission. Uh, It's the greatest mission on the face of Earth, and I wish that it wasn't necessary, but it is, unfortunately. So we are doing everything we can to completely eradicate the sex trafficking industry and hope that you will join us in that effort. Now, if you're not on social media, here's something you can do for the podcast and for yourself. I ask that you would share this podcast with someone else. Maybe it's just in a conversation. Maybe you text somebody. I want to ask you to specifically share this with someone that's been on your mind lately. Maybe it's somebody that you see every day. Maybe it's someone you haven't seen in years. If someone's on your mind, specifically on your mind, they're, on that, they're, they're there for a reason. And you may never learn what that reason is, but I guarantee you they are there for a reason. And if this podcast can be the icebreaker for you to reach out to them, then I hope that we can do that. But even if it's not, even if you don't even mention the podcast... I want to encourage you to reach out to somebody that's on your mind. Let them know you care about them. Let them know that you're thinking about them and that you're there for them. You don't know what kind of value that can bring to someone, and you don't know what kind of value it will bring into your own life by doing that because when you give positive, you'll get positive, and you're going to feel great in doing it. So 
reach out to somebody. Just be kind to somebody this week that, that completely doesn't expect it. You'll be amazed at what kind of a benefit, what kind of a reward you will reap from doing that. This week on the podcast, I want to touch a little bit back on last week's episode. I want to kind of come at this from a different angle, and I want to put it in a little bit different terms. We're going to use some of the same examples. We're going to kind of touch on that, but I want to put this in a way that was put to me um, about a year ago and was very impactful whenever I heard it put this way. So the title of this podcast today is Attack a Mosquito Like a Mountain Lion. Now when you think of those two animals, they're quite different in appearance, they're quite different in in the way that we perceive them and then the threat that we perceive them to be. However, that perception is not necessarily completely accurate in a lot of cases. And when you think of a mountain lion and you think of a mosquito, And if you were given the option of being locked in a small confined space with one or the other, 99 out of 100 of us are going to pick the mosquito, and myself included. I'm probably going to pick the mosquito. Why? Because it's easier to overcome a mosquito than it is to overcome a mountain lion. And that is something to remember throughout the course of this podcast. It is, in fact, indeed, easier to overcome a mosquito than it is to overcome a mountain lion. However... It is our complacency that gets in the way that keeps us from doing that. And whenever you compare these two animals to your problems that you face in life, some problems are the size of a mountain lion, are the ferocity of a mountain lion, some problems are the size of a mosquito and the ferocity of a mosquito. And I mean that in the overlying and underlying ways. You see, because the true statistics on these two animals might surprise you. Mountain lions and any creature that would be considered a mountain lion, this includes panthers, pumas, uh, bobcats, uh, uh, cougars, any large North American cat we can consider a mountain lion and and is what is considered a mountain lion for the purpose of this study where I took these statistics from. So there were a total in North America of 125 mountain lion attacks. Not last year, not this year, not this decade, but in the last 100 years. 125 attacks in the last 100 years. And of those 125 attacks, 27 of them resulted in a death. Mosquitoes, on the other hand, were responsible for 700 million people getting a mosquito-borne illness, not in a hundred years, but in the last year. In one single year, 700 million people received a mosquito-borne illness, and of those 700 million, there were over one million deaths directly attributed to a mosquito bite. That's in one year. So if you take those statistics and you break them down and and you you compare them apples to apples, so to speak, with each other, and you put them on a 100-year time span, you are over 37,000 times more likely to be killed by a mosquito than you are by a mountain lion. And if you break that down into a one-year period, your odds are 3.7 million to one that a mosquito will cause your death versus a mountain lion. And yet, we would still choose to be locked in a cage, locked in a box, 
with a mosquito versus a mountain lion. Why is that? Because quite frankly, that mosquito is easier to overcome. It is easier to deal with than a mountain lion would be. However, oftentimes we don't take the precautions to do so. That's the same way with the problems we face in life. We have big problems that are easy to see, easy to identify, and then we have small problems that, yeah, we probably see them, yeah, we hear them, just like you hear that mosquito buzzing in your ear, buzzing around. We hear and we see these problems coming, but because it's so small, because because we think that the odds are so small that it's actually going to present a real threat to us, we tend to brush it off. And I would argue that because we have that attitude, that is why we have a larger percentage of, of deaths by these so-called small problems. So attack a mosquito like a mountain lion. Take when, when you have a small problem, whenever you have a small threat coming your way, attack it with the same tenacity, with the same ferocity, with the same importance that you would attack a large problem, that you would attack a problem that, that, you, that you instantly say, this is an issue. And in doing so, you'll avoid so many issues in your life. You'll avoid that potential death in your life. So whenever I see a mosquito, Literally, a literal mosquito, whenever I hear it buzzing around, or whenever I see a, a mosquito land on my arm, I'm out for blood. I'm out for blood in the same way that mosquito is, and I will exercise the amount of force it's going to take to stop that mosquito, which is to, to kill that mosquito, because you can't make them just go away. You've got to stop them. The only way to do it is to kill the mosquito. But I would rather that mosquito die than me die. I attack a mosquito with the same ferocity that I would attack a mountain lion if a mountain lion were coming at me. And you should do the same thing. We allow ourselves to fall out of fear of small problems. Whether it's a problem in business, whether it's a problem in something so seemingly small as uh, upkeep of your home. We allow ourselves to look at big issues and say, okay, if I don't do this, if I don't complete this project, I could get fired. We look at that, but we don't look at issues such as, okay, well, I'm walking across the parking lot and there's a piece of trash in the parking lot. I bend over and I pick it up and I go and I throw it away. Instead of saying, well, that's not my job. Somebody else, the custodian, the janitor will get it, whatever. Not my job. I don't get paid to do that. That's a problem. Your attitude about that problem is a bigger problem than the problem itself. Look at the small issues and do not disregard them as being unimportant because those small issues, like we talked about last week, pile up. They stack up. The details matter. The small things really do matter. So whenever I see a mosquito, I'm out for blood. Whenever I see a mosquito, I look at it as a very real problem. And I do that because what if that mosquito is the one that's carrying that, that illness? And what if I'm going to be one of those one million this year because of this mosquito? What if? So there's a little bit of fear that comes into play. There's a little bit of cautiousness and, and, and maybe someone would say overcautiousness, but that's okay. Because fear over the years and over the, the course of human evolution has, has had a very real and very important place and a very, a very 
important duty in in human evolution and the continuation of the human species, fear has a real place. Much like so many of the attributes of our bad wolves have a place. Anger has a place. Frustration has a place. And in controlling that, in understanding what that place is and how it can benefit me if I work it and if I, if I control it and allow it the place that, it's, that it deserves, that it's given, in doing that, I master my bad wolf. And in mastering my bad wolf, I am feeding my good wolf. Thank you.